أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف خلق الله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومواله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome again to our weekly gathering um, الحمد لله it's always a pleasure to have this virtual company with all of you um, and again for those of you who are new the purpose of this group is really to just share a couple of uh, short reminders and then end with uh, a dhikr that we can all do together to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tomorrow, I mean nine o'clock, but only tomorrow. And the intention is, um, and you know, I ask you all to also renew your intentions actively, right? Um, the intention is obviously to seek closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to seek his ma'rifah, to, to understand who Allah is. Um, and I was just talking to my kids about this uh, a couple of days ago, you know, so we spend so much money on our kids, sending them to school where they study all sorts of different subjects. Um, you know, and we've, we've studied also in, in school and college, right? So from math to physics, to chemistry, science, geography, English, Arabic, uh, you know, so many subjects that we go through and then depending on whatever you major in in college, that's a different story, right? So there's so many knowledges out there. There's knowledges of language and sciences and literature and humanities and so many other things. But the ultimate knowledge or the highest form of knowledge or the purest form of knowledge is the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore it is um, um, truly a blessing that Allah has chosen us to you know, really explore this, uh, this type of knowledge and um, of course, Annie, we're all beginners in this, including myself. We're just uh, scratching the surface here um, with the attempt of, you know, um, maybe understanding a drop of, you know, the ocean of the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and what I want to share with you today is, as usual, um, a couple of slides that I've prepared. I usually like to use slides so that you guys don't fall asleep. Okay. Um, so here we go, inshallah. All right, what I want to share with you today is uh, this very famous hadith of Jibreel. Um, it's known as Hadith Jibreel. What's really interesting about this uh, hadith is that it was um, reported to have been uh, It has been reported to have occurred in the final, uh, you know, years of the Prophet ﷺ, uh, possibly even, you know, the final year itself. So it's really incredible how, like, as a conclusion, Jibreel ﷺ walks one day while the Prophet is sitting there with the Sahaba, with the companions, and he walks uh, up to him, sits in front of him with his knees uh, joined to his knees and he puts his hands on his knees. Some, some narrations say that he puts, Jibreel puts his hands on the knees of the Prophet as a form of respect. Um, and of course, um, nobody knows it's Jibreel, right? Like, so Jibreel comes in the form of a man. And of course, when he comes, nobody knows who he is. And everybody's uh, kind of, you know, shocked that who is the stranger who has no signs of traveling? I mean, he's, you know, his clothes are new and everything, you know, back in the days and when you travel in the desert, 
of course there's going to be dust and your clothes are going to be dirty and you're going to there's going to be like you're going to be sweating and all of that but there were no signs of traveling to this man and he was a complete stranger which was uh shocking for everybody because everybody knew everybody back then so he stand uh, he sits in front of the prophet and he says ya muhammad akhbirni an al-islam that's the first question and the prophet then responds uh, and it's interesting it's as if uh, jibril is the examiner and the student is muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam so Uh, the Prophet ﷺ responds, Al-Islam, and tashhad an la ilaha illallah, number one, or number two, wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah, and then number three, wa tuqim as-salah, and number four, wa tuqti zakah, wa tasuma Ramadan, wa tahajj al-bayt, and istata'ta ilayhi sabila, which are the five pillars of Islam that are very common. And then Jibreel answers by saying, Sadaqt. He says to the Prophet ﷺ, you're right, you know, you said the truth. And the Sahaba says, fa'ajabna lahu yas'aluhu wa yasaddaqah, Like the Sahaba are like, you know, we were shocked. Like this man, this strange man is asking him and confirming what he's saying is uh, right. You know, like, I mean, he's standing or sitting in front of the Prophet you know, so who is this man? And then he, he asks the second question, iman. And so the Prophet responds by saying, and tu'mina billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi Um, so these are the uh, known as the pillars of Iman, right? And so again, Jibreel says, Sadaqt. And then he says, الإحسان, The third question. So it's as if there's levels, right? So he's first asked about Islam, then about Iman, and now about Ihsan. And he, uh, the Prophet responds by saying that Ihsan is, So Ihsan uh, is more of like a state where you are worshipping Allah as if you see him. And if even if you don't see him, at least you're aware that he's watching you, he's seeing you, you know. So it's this high level of awareness, which is more of like an advanced kind of stage. And then, of course, um, uh, Zibril asks, okay, tell me about the hour. And then he says, that The one who is being asked is not doesn't know, have any knowledge of it more than the one who is asking, right? And then, of course, the hadith goes on and on. Um, I don't want to go into that, right? But then at the end, uh, when he left, the Prophet tells Umar, do you know who that questioner was? And he says, Allahu wa rasuluhu alam. Only Allah and his Prophet would know. And then he says, indeed, this man was Jibreel. He came to teach you your deen. And this is an authentic, uh, you know, narration. And what it really describes is like a summary of our deen, you know, completely. And if you notice, like there's a question about Islam, a question about Iman, a question about Ihsan, a question about the hour, and then a question about the signs. Okay. And of course, some scholars agree that yani, belief in the sa'a or the hour or the next life, this is part of the fundamental creed of uh, Iman anyway, right? So it's kind of included in the second question, which was what is, what is uh, Iman? So just to illustrate to you this, right? Like if you could look at it, think of Islam being like the foundation. That was the first question, right? The five pillars, which is very common. Then you have Iman, which is um, more of like a... A belief of the heart, it's faith, it's it's even sometimes intellect, right? So iman is a f- like a firm kind of belief. Um, and then ihsan is, is known as the the epitome or the 
the peak of it all, right? And, you know, another way to look at this is that once Islam and Iman are fulfilled, then you are actually uh, qualified, or these two are prerequisites to then become a muhsin, which is, a, of course, a very high state to be able to live your life, uh, you know, uh, with Allah, being aware of Allah, you know, whether you're watching him or he's watching, you're just aware of Allah all the time, you know. And um, another way to look at this is Islam covers like the five pillars are mainly, what are they? They are outward actions, right? These are also, it's also considered the law or the sharia, they call it even. Whereas Iman is more of like an um, inward work, right? Iman is like, it's belief, it's your, your uh, conviction, it's your, um, you know, the state of your heart. And so what the Prophet is teaching us also, and remember, this, is, this happened in the end of his life, right? It's as if Allah's, through Jibreel, he's teaching us the balance between these three, right? And, and the way I like to look at it is... Um, Think of Islam as the um, the seeds, right? We all need seeds, right? That's like the, the beginning point. Think of Islam as the seeds. And then Iman as the... Sorry about this. Yeah, so Iman is this watering of the seeds. So Islam is the seeds that you need, right? And then watering the seeds is the Iman. And then the result of that is the flowers, the beauty. So with Ihsan comes beauty. And Ihsan actually is often translated as excellence, right? Uh, and so Islam is like the groundwork, that, that's the seeds, right? And then Iman, all of the work of the heart, that's the watering of the seed takes time, right? It uh, takes time to purify your heart and all that. But then the results of that is a beautiful character. Really, that's what it is, right? Excellence in your character, excellence in your speech, excellence in your dealings with others, excellence in your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that's really the um, curriculum of our deen, right? It's, um, and it's a beautiful balance between all of them, right? Um, so you have the sharia, the law, right? All of the do's and don'ts that um, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent messengers and, and prophets uh, across different times and places to teach us all of this stuff. Um, and, the, and the sharia is necessary, right? It's a way to discipline the body. It's a way to discipline humanity and to guide humanity, right? Um, and uh, it is for the benefit of us, right? Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows us better than we know ourselves, right? So he sent down a, a law for us to kind of uh, make our lives easy, right? Um, and then the watering of the seed, that's considered the path. That's the journey, right? That's where now you are doing the inner work. Because remember, Iman is more of like inner work, right? Everything else, Sharia is all external. The inner work requires you to get on a path, the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where now you are doing extra 
dhikr, right? You have like a, a daily kind of word with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where you're doing your dhikr, you are doing your istighfar, you are contemplating, you are doing muraqada, you are uh, contemplating and, and reflecting and purifying yourself constantly. And, you know, it's actively working on purifying your, your heart and your nafs, which is tazkiyat and nafs. And then, of course, ultimately, what would be the reward of this is Allah will show you the, the ultimate reality, which is known as al-haqiqah. Another way to look at this, these three is sharia is, is more of like the, um, the worship aspect, right? Like worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the ultimate objective of humanity, right? Is Allah created us along with the jinn to worship him. And, you know, according to some scholars like Ibn Abbas, worship here is a means to a higher goal, which is ma'rifatullah, which is knowing Allah, which is the ultimate haqiqah, right? Knowing Allah. But then the worship aspect is re- re- needed for you to move on to the next stage. Um, the tariqah would be the seeking aspect, right? So sharia is the worship aspect. Tariqah is the seeking aspect. And then ultimately, what do you have? You have finding God, right? Which is the pursuit. This is what all of us should be aspiring to kind of uh, um, get to, you know? And those are the fruits of your labor, right? So there's a cultivation process that takes place. Um, And, you know, we must have all heard of the um, ayah where... There's a dua in the Quran. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar. So um, one way of understanding this, which I recently read, was really beautiful, is Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. The hasana of this dunya is actually knowing Allah in dunya. Right? Because in akhirah, all of us are going to eventually know who Allah is. Right? And um, of course, those who are far away from Allah in dunya, they will be extremely regretful, right? Because like, you know, the reality of Allah, when they realize how loving Allah is, how beautiful Allah was with them, they will feel shame and regret. And that's going to be the real pain and suffering of Akhirah, right? For them. Uh, and so all of us, inshallah, at fil Akhirah, we will find God. We will, you know, uh, meet him and see him and all of that. And, and it is reported that this is, you know, seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be the highest form of pleasure in Jannah, right? Beyond the food and the drink and the, you know, all of the other pleasures, seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be the ultimate experience. So, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. It's as if you're asking Allah, Ya Allah, I know you're going to, sh- you're going to show me and give me your knowledge in akhirah, but I wanted a dunya, right? Show me in this life, right? And of course, it requires work and effort and a guide, right? Like you need, you need guidance, you need help, you need teachers to help you with that. And there's just like you have scholars who are, you know, you know specialized in sharia and hadith and fiqh and uh, all of these things, you know, you have scholars and teachers who are specialized in the tariqa path, right? To help you get to the haqiqah. And so um, another very beautiful saying I wanted to uh, share with you, this is known as a principle also of our deen, right? Which basically says, Man So whoever just focuses on sharia without aiming for the haqiqah aspect of things, right? The, the inward aspects and the higher, higher goal. They become fasiq, right? They become dry. They're like 
you know, a clear example of this is the, uh, you know, people who, in the name of Islam, they, you know, do acts of terrorism and, you know, um, killing innocent people and that kind of thing, you know, like the extremist view. That is the result of right? You're just focused on Islam, but there's no ihsan, right? There's no beautiful character. And so it results in fusk. You become rotten, which is so true, subhanAllah, right? And then the opposite is also true. Whoever focuses on the esoteric meanings only, and they like, you know, so ihsan is more of esoteric, right? Inner meanings, whereas Islam is more of exoteric, which is like for the awam, right? Like very easily understandable things, not hidden meanings. So the second part of the sense, the statement says, whoever focuses on ihsan, 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 right? Uh, and haqiqah and finding God. And they don't have a strong base. They don't have a sharia base. They don't have Islam and iman. They've, they've become basically, zindiq is someone who is a heretic. Um, like how would we translate heretic? Someone who is um, uh, non-conformist, you know, that's, that's one idea. But basically someone who's lost it, like he's lost his way, right? Misguided. Um, so you see how like both of them are necessary. You need the sharia and you need the haqiqah hand in hand. You need the inward and the outward balance. You need the, um, the law and the, the spiritual aspect of things, right? So... Um, Allah talks about Ihsan in the Quran and in many places. I just want to share with you a couple of ayats. So Surah Al-Rahman. Allah says, like, isn't the reward of Ihsan Ihsan, right? So someone who aspires to live a life of excellence, which is Ihsan, the only reward they can expect is excellence. And that excellence is not just in Akhirah, it's also in dunya, right? Allah gives you, gives you the reward guaranteed. The other ayah from Surah An-Nahl is um, another principle of our deen. Inna Allah ya'mur. Notice Allah commands us. For what? Number one, justice. Bil-adl. To deal with each other justly. But then something higher than that is wal-ihsan. And to deal with each other with excellence. Right? So it's, it's a higher um, form of dealing with others or mu'amalat with others. Then of course Allah you know, describes to us how by al qurba and you know, helping those who are close to us Staying, staying away from all sorts of, um, un, uh, you know, uh, unlawful acts. So Allah commands us to do, yes, justice, but also excellence. It's a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another ayah in Surah Al-Imran, those who spend in, in good and in bad times. Notice, they don't just spend in good times, they spend in bad times also. Those who swallow literally swallow their anger right so they don't let their anger come out and cause problems and hurt others and injure others with their verb, with their verbal communication no they swallow the anger and then those who forgive people notice allah loves those who are muhsineen and and just imagine just you know earning the love of allah subhanahu what could be more superior to that and then so Baqarah and spend in the way of Allah don't destroy yourselves and, and be excellent deal with each other with excellence deal with your yourself with your heart make your heart excellent make you know like just live a life of excellence eat excellent food right live an excellent lifestyle according to your uh, abilities of course 
Inna Allah yuhibbul muhsin. Allah loves those who aspire for the excellence. So with that, we inshallah conclude today's um, lesson. Let's end with inshallah with a five-minute dhikr. Um, if you would please, uh, all of you just um, uh, recite Surah Al-Fatiha silently. Recite Surah Al-Fatiha silently from your heart. All right, and, and uh, we will, inshallah, continue repeating the name of Allah, Ya Hadi, the guide and the protector. Okay, so just continue repeating silently without making any sounds, without moving your lips. This is a dhikr qalbi, so it's your heart remembering Allah. So let's begin, inshallah. Just repeat, Ya Hadi. And try to focus on the feelings that Allah is there always to guide you, to help you make the right choices. You can always count on Him. He is there every step of the way. Ya Hadi. Ya Hadi. All right, very good. Um, so inshallah, we're done for today. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for joining us. And uh, again, highly, I highly recommend that you have a practice of a daily dhikr on top of your acts of worship and everything. Have a, have a moment of dhikr. You know, it takes a couple of minutes. You can recite, Ya Salam, Ya Hadi. And as usual, all of these recordings are uploaded on our Falak TV podcast, as well as the YouTube channel. So feel free to refer, refer to it, share it with your friends and families, inshallah. Uh, I'll be, you know, uh, signing off, inshallah. So, Zakum Allah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.